0: Welcome to the Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thank you so much for joining me for this podcast. I am wanting to talk to you today about something that's very near and dear to my heart. It's the topic of the importance of team building whether it's within our organization, within our church, it's something that has proven so helpful and so life-giving in the local churches that I've been a part of. It's really made such a major difference. I think I have a great deal of passion about this particular topic because of its effectiveness. I've seen what having strong, cohesive, vital teams do within the life of a church. I know that as a pastor or a pastor's wife, this can certainly be used to help you uh, lead within your church overall, but we can also use the ability to have teams around us in any other area or department within the church. Of course, under the local church leadership, in our worship teams, in our maintenance, our children's ministries, and others as well. I often think... About this, and I feel as though I would just love to come alongside young couples, young people preparing for ministry, young women, and just help them to formulate teams who will ultimately become trained and work hand in hand with them and alongside them. The reason for that is it will make their ministry so much more effective and, frankly, so much more fun. For many years, I didn't really understand the need for or the value of having teams who partnered with me in the ministry. So I just did the best I could. I helped as many people as I could. I counseled and encouraged encouraged as many people as I could. I helped people with practical things, with tangible things, whether it was moving or packing or watching kids, all those type of things. But as time went on, when I grasped the idea that I could actually purposefully train people and women around me to share in the work of the ministry I was doing, it totally changed everything about how I viewed and actually did that ministry. I'd like to use 2 Timothy 2 2 It's been a key verse for both my husband and myself. And it says, the things which you have heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men and women, of course, who will be able to teach others also. Now, this was and is a guiding foundational principle that served as a mandate for building my team. Think about it. God has worked with us, sometimes painstakingly, taught us some very hard lessons about life, about people, about character, about serving, about himself. So the things that I've been taught and have come to understand, I feel a responsibility and a privilege to entrust those things to those around me, to those who are faithful and able to share in caring for others with me. Often, we may be surprised how people rise to the occasion of being consistently taught and trained. People really do surprise you. You'll be surprised at the levels of commitment, trustworthiness, and faithfulness that people will choose in their lives in a desire to serve and help others. They really do rise to that occasion when given that opportunity. People, so many people, want to serve. They want to help. They want to be involved. They want to have a part where what they do makes a difference in the lives of others. If we think about it, that's the way Jesus did ministry. He had a team, and he drew these men close to him. He poured his heart, his vision, God's objective for the earth into these men. He entrusted it to them. And really, entrust is an interesting word. It's not just about speaking a message or sharing some thoughts in hopes that people will pick up on those things and learn them. It's a much more involved word. It means to come alongside one, someone and to instill, drop by drop, imparting gradually. That's exactly what Jesus did. He took these men, his team, and he spent so much time with them. He imparted drop by drop, gradually, lesson by lesson, bit by bit, daily, consistently, until their DNA was so deeply impacted that it not only completely changed the way they lived their lives and how they, they, they carried out their, their character issues, but it also enabled them to carry on on his behalf when he left the earth and instill these things into so many other people. So think about it. If that's how Jesus chose to impact people, we would be wise to learn that lesson from him. It's really important for us to say, you know, I, I can do that very same thing. Not only can I, but I really want to follow his example. I want to do that. It's important for those around me. People in local churches need care. And oftentimes they need more care, more attention, more mentoring, more pastoral care than the pastor and his wife or even the elders or a select few can give them. So for me, it was like a wonderful realization that I should and could raise up some women around me to partner with me in everything I was doing. My husband, who was the pastor, often referred to this group. I I, um, started more than one team. I led, taught, and trained more than one team. But this particular group of of women's leadership in our, our church, he referred to us as the glue that helped to hold the church together. And they were, this was a well-trained group. It was a cohesive group. It was a wise group. It was a serving group. Think about organizations. Think about the military. Think about companies. They don't just assume that their vision or objectives or purpose will just fall into place in the lives of those who are a part of that, whether it's a soldier or an employee or a member or whatever. The leaders in those companies, the people in charge, they don't just assume that they'll hire people, they'll come into the company, and hopefully they'll just figure it out. There's training involved. There's imparting involved. There's entrusting of the vision and the objectives of that endeavor or that business. There are people who train those who will carry out that vision among that everyone in the business or in the military or whatever the case may be. It's not left to chance. It's not haphazard. But in the church, we sometimes naively think that things will just automatically fall into place. After all, we're Christians. Everyone will understand how to do relationships well, right? They'll understand how to live a life that reflects God's heart, right? They'll understand how to live out His character. They'll understand the things that the Bible teaches, right? They're Christians. Isn't that kind of automatic? Well, not really. Anything that functions successfully, that reproduces, that remains stable and unified requires solid and consistent leadership and training. I believe training teams of leaders, rather than just having a select couple of people overseeing, spreads the heart of the ministry so well within our churches. I think it's vital. I think it's one of the greatest things I've ever done in ministry, and I've been in ministry 43 years, it is one of the most effective, life-giving, enjoyable, practical things I've ever done, is to build leadership teams within the church. Next time, I want to talk about the principles I used to lay a firm initial foundation for my leadership team. They were steps by which we became very much in sync and worked incredibly well together. They were the initial vision points that we would build from. So I'm going to start in some of those practical things on our next podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for this teaching. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.